Jim, James, Tim. What's his name? I wrote it down. Jeff. <laughs> Please welcome Jeffrey Lord. Oh, this is for the Jeffrey this Lord is- show. Lord, really? I thought Jeffrey Lord was kind of like a real guy. How are you supposed to be a strong, thrilling, powerful warrior and lover with a name like this? It is like a weak ejaculation. <laughs> Jeff. The Lord is the gatekeeper of all music in Fort Worth. Oh, Jeffrey. If you don't love the Lord, you're F and F. Like, really, is this the level that you sunk to, Lord? So I'm done with Jeffrey Lord. Hey, 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 everybody. I am your host, Jeffrey Lord. How are you doing? This is the Funky Town Podcast. Often imitated, never duplicated. All right, everybody, have a seat, have a seat. Make yourself comfortable. Got a big show for you tonight. I'm super excited about this one. Um, Tonight I'm going to interview one of my favorite people in town, and his name is Anthony Sosa. Now, Anthony Sosa is a bass player. He's also a singer and songwriter. He fronts a band um, currently called Temporal Distortions. He also uh, does um, a podcast where he interviews local artists, and he does a podcast, which is why I wanted him on. He does a podcast that covers local politics. It's called the Fort Worth Freedom Review. And he's very open about um, where he comes from and his political side, but he doesn't push that on the the listener at least i don't think so i really enjoy it um and it's a it gives a lot of good information about fort worth tarrant county voting and um a lot of the different things that goes on here in town locally when it comes to politics and it's probably the only podcast i know that's really doing doing it the way that he's doing it and it's a big huge service and um a couple of weeks ago, I was listening to one of my new favorite local podcasts called uh, Forever Reckless. These girls are super funny. They just they, they make me laugh. Um, they're also thought-provoking, so it's not just giggles, you know. Um, they're good. I like the show. I really enjoy it. But a couple weeks ago, they were talking about the city and the mayor and how it's funded, how they get paid, and all that kind of stuff. And they had questions. And I was like, ah, oh, you know what? It, it's going to be a lot of fun to have Anthony Sosa on. And we could talk about how the city's funded, where the money comes from, um, and then um, talk about just some other stuff, just some political stuff. Uh, I don't tend to get political, and I hope that this show isn't too divisive. It's more political theory and outlook and explanation and... um, you know, kind of our point of view, our outlook, not necessarily pushing an agenda, or maybe I am. I don't know. It's a very honest approach to politics, local politics, and all that kind of good stuff. Anthony Sosa is a good dude. He's a really good dude. He's super cool. Um, he seems like an honest guy. He seems like, um, you know, ethical, whatever the words are. He's a good, honest guy. He's not a grifter. You know, so I like to talk to him about these kind of things. And me and him tend to share the same values and outlook, I think, when it comes to politics. So I wanted to have him on and talk about the city and politics. And I did, and I think it's really great. I had a lot of fun talking to him. I hope you have a lot of fun listening to it. But before we get to that, um, 
Friday night was the last show at Maine at Southside. So I got to go out there and it was, it was as expected. It was really cool. There was lots of people there. Um, I got to see a lot of people. I got to talk to a lot of people I haven't talked to in a while. Old friends, new friends, which is the same thing I do at Mass every time I go. See people I don't see in a long time, talk to old friends, meet new friends, and have a good time. I'm really going to miss that place. It's a great location. It's a great bar. I have a lot of fun memories there. And um, <clears throat> it was really great to be there one last night. It was sad, you know. So North by North played, and they're a really great brand out of Chicago. And it was cool to see them there. And then closing out the night was the Royal Suns. And they got up there and do what the Royal Suns do and just you know, just rocked out. It was awesome. It was great. The crowd was into it. It sounded awesome. And uh, it's probably their biggest, most notable, most popular song. And that's the song that they close their set with. And that's the song that we mass closed down with. So here's the Royal Sons. This is the last song ever played at mass. RIP mass. You will be missed. Got a quarter tank of gas in my 70 Camaro. Walking to the bar, Ole Caleros. Baby, put your boots on, watch up on a wedo. Looking for some trouble, Ole Let's go.
damn, I was running out of breath. Now it's time for our interview. Hello? Hello, is Anthony Sosa there? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, how you doing, brother? Sweet, doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing really good. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I looked for you on Friday night out at Mass. I didn't see you. Yeah, I didn't make it, unfortunately. I was really bummed out about that. How was it on that last night? It was good. It was a big crowd, you know. So I thought, well, there's always a good chance I might have missed you. Yeah, I, I really wanted to go. It was my birthday that day. Oh. And the night the night before, I went to Mars Volta and just kind of did a bunch of stuff during the day. And like, I ended up falling asleep on the couch around 8 o'clock and woke up, and it was already like 12.30. Oh, uh, what a bummer. Yeah, I didn't mean to do that, but that's what happened. As I say, I'm sure you needed the rest. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty beat. Yeah, but no, it was a good show. It was a, it was a good time. I didn't... Um, I can't even tell you what the first band was. I didn't recognize them. The second band was North by North, and they're from Chicago. And I've seen them before. I've seen them a few times. They come here. Um, they come here pretty regularly. It seems like they're one of those out of town bands that are kind of regular here. Um, so that, that that was cool. And then it was Royal oh, Sons yeah. that that closed and it Royal out. Royal Sons. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was a good time. That's awesome. No. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I wish. I really wish it could have been there. I'm glad. I'm sure they killed it. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, no, the reason why I was the reason why I was calling was because like um, it was a couple of weeks ago. So there's a there's a podcast that I listen to, and he may reach out to you one day. His name is um, Andrew Turner, and he has, he has a show called Fort Worth Roots. And um, oh, okay, cool. He interviews a lot of people around town. I mean, he's interviewed um, Maddie Parker and, and as well, and um, he just did um, Shift Tim Love. Um, He's done some pretty big names, and he's done um, a bunch of our musician friends as well, like Joe Savage or Matthew Boyles or um, different, different folks like that. But yeah, he's um, is a kindred spirit to me as far as what we do do over here. And he was having um, a big get together, and so he wanted a bunch of the Fort Worth podcast that he knew to show up. And so there was like eleven of them. So I was going down this list and checking out some of these other podcast and one of the podcasts that i came across is a group called forever reckless and it's um a couple of girls i don't think they're barely 21 they're young and um they're super funny and and when i was listening to it they were talking about they just kind of went off on a tangent they were talking about um another girl who does a podcast called um corks and Cowtown, and how they always want to call it corks and Corktown. And then it was like, oh, I'm going to start my own city and call it Corktown, and we'll be co-mayors. And they started talking about, well, how do we get paid, you know? And then they're like, oh, I don't know. They're like, wait a second, did we just figure out what our taxes are for? And they, it was really funny. And they're going through, and they, and they start getting into this talk about, well, exactly where does the city get its money? And they're trying to Google it, and they're getting all kinds of weird answers because they're not quite sure how to ask. You know how yeah. a, how a city gets revenue is what they're looking for, but they're like, how much money does the mayor get, or how does the mayor get money? And it's given different, you know, um, totals for different mayors. Because I guess a small city, a lot oh, yeah. of times the mayor is just voluntary. Really, they give him a dollar, and it's more of a service thing. Where our city, the mayor might make you know, like a hundred grand or two hundred grand or more. I don't know how yeah. much they make, but it's I think it's six figures if you're a big city mayor. 
Yeah, definitely. And so at first I was laughing. I was like, ah, you know, these poor girls, they don't know. You know, then I started thinking, well, do I really know exactly, <laughs> you know, how all this stuff works? And I was like, I don't, but I think Anthony might. So I thought I would, you know, reach out to, to you and, yeah, um, and see how much you knew about city government and how, like, our city you know, like how our city gets paid and how the police get paid and judges and um, the streets and schools, like the property taxes and sales taxes and all that stuff. stuff. Well, I I appreciate reaching out to me. I'm certainly uh, always down to talk about stuff like this. And I am not an expert at all either. I kind of started at the exact same place, just kind of going like, wait a minute, how does all of this actually work? Uh, And then trying to, you know, kind of, figured that out on our own amber and i kind of dove into that together a few years ago and so i'm i, I should have done it before i before i started the call but i have a spreadsheet where we did that for 2020 oh okay um, we were actually trying to break down the city budget um to kind of make the argument you know we're spending too much on police but we were like well how much are we actually spending on police and like what you know what what is the actual breakdown of the budget and that is public information right but like a lot of uh, city websites or like public websites they're like very poorly put together or poorly run poorly managed there's a lot of like broken links a lot of just like kind of nonsense that you have to get through and so yeah I got it right here so one of the things that we figured out was they offered this um, you know I clicked the link to see the budget and it's essentially like 25 pages 30 pages or something of mostly spreadsheets uh-huh. um, with a little bit of or tables, I guess, rather mostly tables and that type of stuff, a little bit of graphs to kind of give you a visual representation. But for the stuff that was like specific um, to like the actual budget breakdown, which is what we were actually looking at, there wasn't a graph for it. Like the city just didn't provide one. So one of the, that's one of the things that we did was, okay, we took the, the table, they had a table for it. Uh, and we like put it into Google Sheets and like made a little pie chart for it. And was like, okay, like can we actually look at this and see how the you know the, the disparity or the discrepancy? So I don't know what it is for this year, um, but I mean, if you if you're curious, I could kind of tell you like at least how Fort Worth budget is broken down. Um, we get seven hundred and seventy one million dollars in a bunch of change was like was the budget for twenty twenty. Okay. And so I guess to answer question on like where does all that come from uh kind of like and i'm sure why they were maybe confused when you google it or look up it's different for every state it's different for every city and you know sometimes county so it's going to vary wildly but for for us we raise our taxes primarily through property taxes okay And, and, and and that's that's why people are always so you know kind of worked up about oh my property taxes are going up so much or that's a big you know, that, that, that affects everybody who owns property and you don't really want to see those fluctuate that much. But because, and this has always been a good thing about Texas, we always say, oh, we don't have a state income tax. That's always like our, what we tell athletes that we're trying to get to come to our sports teams or whatever. You don't got to right. pay a state income tax. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of that, that's money that doesn't go to the cities <laughs> or the counties uh, of Texas. Um, it, it only is like, you know, at the state level rather than at the smaller level, like we, you know, we, that, that the taxes go to, go to the federal government, but none of that goes to the state of Texas. Right. So we have to, we have to get it in other ways. And like you have a little sales tax, you have a little eight and a half percent sales tax. But from what I understand, that's pretty much locked in at that number. Like there's no cities have very little leeway in regards to like how much extra point 
of a cent they can add tax on top of that to pay for things it's not very much um unless it's like yeah unless maybe it's like your hotels and stuff because i know they get they tend to have the like a higher hotel tax so they'll they're really taxing people that are coming in from out of town. That makes sense. Staying, you yeah, know. I'm sure different, different, yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I'm sure different sectors probably have different, you know, amounts or different parameters that they're allowed to allowed to kind of mess with there. Yeah, because that's where they, they'll get, you know, they'll, they'll say, like, if they're going to get, like, the stadium, like, Jerry's thing over yeah. in Arlington or whatever. Yeah, it's like, well, we're going to we're gonna raise taxes on all the hotels around there, and that brings in the money for the city to pay for the stadium by just making the hotels pay a higher tax and the hotels are making the guests that come in, you know, pay higher taxes. So then you can say, Oh, we're just, you know, we're actually using out of town business to help fund the stadium because, you know, that's one of the ways that they get around it, which I always find weird. Cause I'm like, if you're a billionaire and you want to put a stadium in this town, the town shouldn't pay for it. I've always thought that was the craziest thing that people fall for. It's like yeah. this dude's got billions of dollars, and you just bought him a stadium. Exactly, <laughs> and that's and you're totally right. Like it's that's that's not something that that the people should be. Pretty. If he's got all that money, but they always sell it as oh, this is going to produce, this is going to invigorate the economy. Uh-huh. People are going to want to come here. They're going to spend money here. Gonna, yeah, exactly. So so that we you know, we justify it. But no, I totally 100 percent agree. Like they've got the money. Just you, if you want to do that, go ahead and do that. Um, or like I don't know, I kind of I, I, I'm sure you know I'm sure it has it has its problems as well. But you've got like the Green Bay model, right, or whatever, where it's like actually the city that owns it or runs it or whatever. It's like all the citizens own it. They all have a little piece of it. Yeah, you know and that makes sense. Uh-huh. You know, and that was there were also that's why they're the Green Bay Packers because it was a packing company that was sponsored by the packing company or whatever up there and so it was the yeah it was a local packing company whatever no that's the one of the more socialist programs is the green bay program i mean the whole nfl in a sense is kind of that way but the green bay you know program is especially where everybody is an owner exactly yeah and that's you know as as it should be i feel that's kind of my take on all that (laughs) Mm -hmm. so um so you said 770 million that's how much it takes to operate the city every year yeah, and I'm guessing it probably ticks up every, you know. Sure, but that's that's in a increments every year. That's about we we have about seven hundred and seventy thousand. It's somewhere around there, seven fifty, seven seventy, seven eighty, almost eight hundred thousand for the population of Fort Worth. Of Fort Worth, yeah, I think it's almost. I think it's even like close, almost close to nine at this point. Okay, uh, we're inching up cl- close towards a million. But for Tarrant County, it's it's about two and a half million. Yeah, if you include the whole county. But, but yeah, so I mean, I guess to your point, yeah, like that is, that is a pretty close equivalent to like the size of our city versus the number, like, I guess from hundreds of thousands to the millions. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is a pretty close comparison. Yeah. And no, when, when I was originally going, when I was originally making the point, I was going to say it, it only costs a dollar per person. Like, that's not right. That's the $170,000, not $770 million. So I don't know how much it is per yeah. person, but it wasn't as much as I thought it would be. I guess it would be what a hundred, a thousand a person. Okay, which still isn't really that much. No, not to provide um, schooling and roads and bridges and you know all the kinds of stuff that the city has and and that and that we pay for. Exactly. So if you want, I can and I'll send you this link if you want to. Yeah, sure. It's about just check that out. Um, this so the 
Terry, guess what we spend the, the largest percentage on? I don't know. Is it going to be some welfare type thing? Usually it's welfare. No, it's the it? police department. Is it the police department the most? It's the police department. 30, 34.6% of it. That's the largest piece of the pie uh, goes to the police department. The second largest piece is 20%, so like a 15% reduction, uh, goes to the fire department. Okay, and so then fire. Everything else is in the single-digit percentages, and the largest of that would be your transportation system, like the buses and stuff. Okay. Um, and then everything else, uh, parks and recreation is just under 7%, and then everything else is like three or less. And that would be your municipal courts, your library, your IT solutions, financial management, economic development, code compliance, and property management, and planning. So all of that, I don't know. I'm sure we could debate and argue all the different various ways we could contribute to all of those things. But it's just kind of, when you see it visually, it's just very stark of like, wow. Yeah. Um, well, it just <laughs> it shows the, the security, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll call it security. You know, we have to have our have our you know, our security and that's what the police and fire are for, um, you know, to make us safe in theory. Exactly. On paper. Right. Um, now the police, and I guess when you think of the budget being the social side of the social services part of it, but, but, but the social services part of it doesn't get that money. As far as like, cause a lot of people, it's the whole defund the, police thing which is the worst marketing idea whoever had that for the left yeah. is just shot to be shot because it's the worst they're going to be hung with that forever and in in the whole idea was at least I, I mean i'm sure that there are some hardcore lefties that are like yeah we don't need any kind of cops any kind of law whatever but i think most of us want something <laughs> you know yeah. we, we just want to take the money that maybe goes for you know tanks and missile launchers and and you know all the right. military stuff that if they get take some of that money and put it into the social services part, the part that actually sends people out for, you know, if if an autistic person is having a mental breakdown and has a pair of scissors in his hand, we send nurses out instead of cops that are going to shoot him because he's a threat. Exactly. You know, and so yeah, and that's think, a different department, right? right? You know, I like guess, and that's what we're doing. We're having police officers handle that. They're not trained for that. That's not what they're for. Mm-mm. And you, and like that's the thing. I agree that the defund the police isn't the best moniker or whatever. Um, but it was like that during that that whole movement. Like that, and, and I guess you know, still still now, even though all that's kind of we've kind of moved a little bit beyond that. A lot of police agree with that because it would actually make their job easier. They don't want to show up to those calls either. Right. Um, that's not what they signed up to do. You know, they didn't sign up to be a social worker. That's what social workers are for. But we need we need those facilities. We need those buildings. We need people that are certified and trained to do those things, uh, and the funding to pay for them to do that. And so, yeah, it's it's yeah, and that's the thing. Like we have the money. I guess is kind of I guess my whole thing. It's like once you look at the budget, like we have the money. It just is a matter of redistributing it a little bit. Um, right. So, yeah. And see, so, I think I think that Betsy Price and um, her predecessor Maddie Parker, um, I think both of them have the idea. So, as a mayor, I'm assuming you want to grow the city, and so you have. So, their idea is, if we take care of business, then the business will bring other people here. You know, if, if and so, and I've always been like, eh. Screw the businesses. I just not that you know. I, I'm a business friendly yeah. guy, but we shouldn't cater to them. Let's cater to the yes. people. Let's take care of the yeah. people and the infrastructure. And if you take care of the people and the 
you know, and your police and your fire and your infrastructure and all that kind of stuff, your parks and libraries and education, people are going to want to live here. And if people want to live here, then people are going to want to make businesses here. You know, you don't need to have all these perks and stuff for businesses to come in. Oh, here, everybody's letting these businesses come in and pay no taxes whatsoever. Used to, I think, the way a city used to get a lot of this funding was from the businesses, you know, and they help pay for the roads and the fire and the police because they use the roads, the fire. Exactly. And, you know, all they use the same things we do and more of it. Yep. And so it's weird. Just, just you know, attributing to to more faster decline, faster decay, or whatever. If you're, mm-hmm. you know, for a- example, Amazon trucks going all over the place everywhere, delivering stuff every day. Yeah, pay maybe your fair share, right? Maybe more of a share than everybody else for, sure. for doing that because you're using that. One hundred percent. There's always cops monitoring the Walmart parking lot or inside. You know, you'll see them in lots of businesses. You know. Um, yep. So in the course fire, they use all the same. All the same things we use. Now I got into an yeah. argument with my father-in-law, who's very right, um, and uh, that was all. He was like, "I don't." He could not figure out why I would want to tax, you know, businesses more than us. He's like, "You're gonna have everybody's gonna leave." I'm like, "You're not gonna." They won't. You know, if you have a good city yeah. with with good streets and clean air and clean water and a good education or whatever, the city, the business will pay to be there. They will. Exactly. And you then- know. To me, it's like a pro- matter of priorities, and I, I try to get my students to like recognize things in this sort of way. It's like, okay, we have human beings; we need certain things to live and survive, right? Like food, water, shelter, you know, love, social connection. Uh, like we we just like need those things to function and like survive. And so, like in my opinion, like if, if the whole point of a society is to like take care to provide that for everybody so everybody can be free if we're talking about freedom uh-huh. to do the things that they want to do with their life but like when we prioritize these non-human entities a business is not a person i'm sorry what, what the supreme court says like right. citizens and is wrong the corporation is not a person doesn't need those things that we need to survive all it needs is money period in the story and so like if you prioritize the thing that needs money to survive and let like all of our decisions focus around that thing uh then us the people are going to suffer and like you were saying like it's, it's, for, it's for us this mm-hmm. is our stuff we're the ones putting it together and making it happen you know it's like but but we end up serving letting the thing that we made like serve these other non-human super organisms which is so weird and bizarre and something that i'm just like fascinated by no it's it's, <laughs> it's very interesting how it's how We've come, you know, and I, I don't know a lot about history. I know that you studied um, a lot more of it um, when you went to school and everything. But it, what, like, what was the Gilded Age like in the 1880s? Is that kind of? I, I always feel like that's kind of where we're at now, where it was kind of yeah. an a corporate elite kind of ruled everything. They kind of controlled. 100%. Okay, that's the that's the that's the era of history that I'm currently teaching for my my history students. And yeah, and I didn't when I was. I don't like the name because it's it. And the historians love to come up with names that kind of makes it sound weird and confusing and like detached from reality. Like mm-hmm. Most people don't know what gilded means, um, but you know it's essentially pretty on the outside, ugly on the inside. And so, like this time period, we talk about it as being one of the greatest and greatest periods in like world history when we're talking about the industrial revolution and the amount of wealth that was created in such a short period of time. 
Um, but like that's the 1% side of the story. The 99% side of the story is that everyone was being exploited to, you know, extinction in certain places, right? You have children as young as five and six working in mines and uh-huh. working in factories, right. losing body parts and stuff. No workman's comp, no one being taken care of. There are monopolies that are running the show and monopolists that are running the government and everyone's left to suffer. This is where like the labor movement comes from. And like it comes from people going, hey, maybe we should actually be paid a minimum wage or hey, maybe we deserve some time off, you know, and going on strikes in the Gilded Age, 1840s, 50s, 60s, 70s, all the way up to like World War One, pretty much. Uh, and that's when kind of things start to, start to change a little bit and the movement is kind of bitten. You know, you had the, you had the Soviet Union come up in 1917, the first communist, you know, communism has been going around for a while. People have been reading it, but a, a country never actually made it happen. Uh, and so when that happened, that's kind of the early beginnings of the Cold War and like the demonization of communism and the demonization of socialism and all those sorts of things. So it's ever since then, it's kind of been like a downward track, but there's a rich socialist history in America of mm-hmm. people fighting for the weekends that we have today, you know, and the 40 hour work week that we have today and the, the not great, but the, the rights that we do currently have, you know, and it's, that's the thing. We look around the rest of the world. We call ourselves the best country in the world. We look around and it's like a lot of other countries have a lot more than what we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, well, yeah, it's, you're absolutely right. It's the Gilded Age 2.0. We're back here all over again. Okay. Because that's always been, I think that's always been the battle since the founding um, has always been money versus people. We've had a lot of, you know, people came here strictly because it was to become rich. I mean, you could go here and like, yeah there's just free land and opportunity to grow and sell and all this stuff or whatever. And so people who is, especially people who had money, they're like, I'm going there and I'm going to make my little money. I have into a lot of money, you know, Exactly. other people were just leaving because they were trying to leave oppression and they were coming here Mm -hmm. to be free. And so then you have those people that are just want to be free. They're moving to a new place where they're not, oppressed anymore then you have these other guys who are money going you know that want to have their way and it just they can't work together money and people the way that it's strange it's it's it it is it's a very weird you know because i look back on you know anytime i learn about history or whatever um i do always tend to fall on the left and i've always liked um FDR, you know, and so like after yeah. World War Two or whatever, or I, I guess it was before he was before, but he came in as, as after the oh, yeah. the depression whenever everything fell. You know, he was pr- pretty much like, hey, yep. this happened because of the rich people, and so we're going to take all that money from them and start investing it back into you guys, and you yep. know, and that's started doing all the public education and public funding for all this th- th- this different stuff and. Yeah. Then the thing, the new that, deal, yeah. And then the, oh, the, the thing that ever everybody wants to go back to the fifties and the sixties that wouldn't have happened without <laughs> without his economic stuff, 100%. you know. And that's what's so weird to me. 100%. It's like, yeah, yeah, I don't want to go back then because I don't want to go back to the social issues of the fifties and sixties. But if you want to go back right. to the economy where they were taxing the wealthy at ninety percent, yeah, let's go. Yep. You know. And that's that's so mind blowing when I heard that statistic, but that's that's true. Yeah, ninety like, percent in America. Yep. And you could you could uh, a single parent how you know a, a single a father could work and the mother would be a, a housewife and you could pay for a house and a car and your two kids off of a single salary. And they could go and, to college. And you could go to college exactly. Those kids could go to college. Yeah. yeah. You, the, everyone who served in World War Two because every man just about you know the majority of the men in the country served. Everyone got the GI Bill. Uh, when they came home, and so that's I think I think it's another over 
look a lot of times generationally some people who are criticizing those going to college and taking out student loans now and stuff it's like we didn't every y'all got it all for free <laughs> i know a lot a lot of people did not sure. everybody of course, or but. they had they had state schools i mean like the university of texas in austin yeah. was a state school and if you lived in, in in the state you would go there for next to nothing Yep. Now, if you lived in the state, paid for it. Right. Now, if you lived in Oklahoma and you wanted to go there, well, that's going to cost you some money. But if you want to go to the University of Oklahoma and you lived in Oklahoma, well, it didn't cost you that much. <laughs> Why can't we do that again? You know, I mean, yep. so. And it just it goes back to the defunding thing. And this is why I, the defunding police I thought was kind of funny because it's like we've been defunding education for over 20 years now. Yes. And like, and you can see how, as a as a you know government apparatus, like it fails to function very well. And so it's like, not that I want the police, you know, to fail to function, but like in their current state, with the amount of oppression that's going on, with the amount of you know lack of oversight, I think all of that needs to kind of shrivel up a little bit. But do we sure. need to get rid of you know law and order entirely? No, of course not. But yeah. Like, I don't know. But you can see how it's done. And you can look around at other areas. Where did we take the money away? And you kind of see what happens. Well, you, it's, I mean, it's pretty genius if one party's like, look, government doesn't work. And if you elect me, I'll prove it to you by yeah. making it not work. I'll defund every everything that's good. I'll defund the IRS. I'll defund all these different things. And, and we'll just break it. And then we'll show you how it doesn't yep. work. You know? And then everyone's going to get yep. mad. And we're going to be like, see, it doesn't work. It, yep. it, you know, and it's just it, it baffles me. I think that the whole thing with the education now is because they've gone so far with it. They've, they've, they broke it so much to where now they can be like, it's worthless. We can't save it. We just need to do charter schools. We need to have the, yep. have, the have the government pay private companies to educate our kids. We want to have the government pay private private companies to jail our citizens. We want to have private comp or we, we want to have pu public money pay private companies to, you know, turn our lights on. We're yep. taking all this public money and giving it to private companies to do public things. And it's yep. not working out for us at all. No. And that, and like that specific thing that you just described, like very well is like, quote unquote, neoliberalism. Like yes. It's just this big economic idea that has been running the show since the seventies around the world. Like we're seeing it here in our local level, but it's the same thing that we do to every country that we, Hey, oh, you guys need some some money from the IMF or the World Bank? Like, oh, you know what? You're just going to have to privatize certain parts of your economy and promise not to socialize them or, or nationalize them. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and we'll give you six billion dollars or whatever that you'll pay back over twenty years or whatever. It's like that. We really are just trying to make everything privatized because then that's a, that's the market. The the free market gets to be you know have access to that. If it's a government property or whatever, it's out of the market. It's not, sure. not in the free market. And so that market has to keep growing and growing. We need access to all that stuff. So, yeah, it's a, you just like, see it happen, and education is just one of the, you know, private prisons is another example. It's like that shouldn't, Never. shouldn't even be a thing. No, and you I shouldn't. Think, you know, it's, <laughs> no, you like, shouldn't like, be because you, like, can't, you can't make profits off of people like that because you have no incentive to rehabilitate them. The incentive is to keep them in. The incentive is to arrest people 100%. and keep them in prison. That's the incentive if there's profits there. Yep. So it doesn't exactly. work. It can't work. You know, it's just, and that's not for people. And yeah. it's, it's logical. Most people know this. If people can just get past all the culture war nonsense that they're being fed, they would see this and things would change. But everybody's caught up mm -hmm. on critical race theory and what color the mermaid is and, 
what Dr. Seuss book yeah. isn't being allowed to you're allowed to buy anymore. That's what everybody's worried about. That they're not even yep. seeing this other stuff. But uh, but yeah, but you can see it on it. And I'm a guy on a local level. I really do believe that private business can work with public government. You know, I mean, they do work. You know, downtown is a great ex- example. I've seen our our city change over the last 30 years because of the Bass Brothers and some of the people that have come in and cleaned up downtown and done different things. And it's businesses that have invested money in doing that with the help from the government. So it can be good. It can also be bad. You can see Panther Island and the whole thing that's going on over there, how the public and private is not going well, you know, but it can, we don't, you know, I'm not one of the guys who is, all public or all government or you know whatever sure. i guess it would be a a socialist whenever you know the people own everything i guess yeah, the mean, right you the know means of production yeah yeah i mean yeah i think that's that's, all, that's a confusing way to put it that's like the traditional like uh, you know marxist way to frame things like what does that actually look like in reality it would essentially kind of be going back to what we were talking about with the green bay packers and like a business being a worker-owned co-op where you like have democracy in the workplace too, like we, we, we don't like authoritarianism in governments, but then we walk in, most of us, depending on where you work, we're walking through an authoritarian system sure. every day, mm-hmm. you know, and we got to follow what the boss says. If you don't, you get fired. See ya. You got to wear um, a uniform. And, yeah. yeah a lot exactly. of and so like if everyone had an active participation democratically in what the rules were, what the compensation was, what, what, what have you. Um, that would be a version of you owning the means of production, whether that's like through, you know, actually percentage stock options, whatever of the company, or it's just like running the day to day equally with everybody else, um, sharing the profits equally. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. Sorry. No, I understand. I, um, I think, uh, there's that, there, there's a, a restaurant, a grocery store that we go to every now and again out towards Crowley that does it. I just can't remember what, what the name of it, but I think it's employee owned. It's one of the, you know, nice. those. And I, I do think that's cool. I'm kind of on the lines. I think it was, um, I used to listen to, do you know who Tom, Tom Hartman is? Have that you heard the bell? Huh? That rings a bell to me. I can't place he, it. He's a radio guy. Um, and he would do a radio show and he used to do a show with Bernie Sanders. Um, I think every Thursday or Friday on his show, he would have lunch with the Senator from v- Vermont and, and Bernie would come on and talk. And that's when I fell in love with Bernie, I mean, be, before he ever ran or anything. Oops. Oops. Hang on real fast. Can you hear that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it'll show up on the... On the thing? Yeah, because I, I, I can take it out. That's the end. So, but I mean, we're not over, but that's where I have the little ender at. Um, yeah, so I, I totally understand. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I was used to listen to Bernie, I think every Friday and he would come, come on for like an hour with this guy on, on the radio and, and he, 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 he would talk about, and he would talk about, I think, um, on your last podcast you were talking about Bernie and you couldn't remember if he said he was a democratic socialist or a social Democrat. Yeah. And I really think he called himself a democratic socialist, um, but the way he described it, and I was like, that's me. I was like, that's, I didn't know there was a name for it, but that's what I am. He was like, he believed in um, what he called it, um, uh, what, did, what did he call the things that are in the public that everybody has um, 
but it's public goods or yeah, but it's facilities. it's your it's your roads and bridges, it's your libraries, it's your schools, it's your it's your police and fire. Um, it's all the so, 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 all the all that stuff should be socialized, you know. And he goes that that doesn't mean that you can't make shoes or you can't make TVs or shirts or cars or all those things can still be private and be capitalist and they can c- c- compete and all these other things, but. The commons, but the things that, that are that are that are the commons that are us should all be socialized, you know. Water, electric, yeah. gas, commons, you know, medical, police, fire, commons, yeah. education, public parks, roads, bridges, commons. We all pay taxes on that. We all get it for free. You know, it's not free. Everybody's like, You get it for free. You take it you're not, you're paying for it. We're all paying for yeah, it. Yeah, we're all paying for it. You know, yeah. and we all pay for it out of our, you know, t- 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 taxes and and then we can use it whenever we, you know, need it. And that's like and then everything else goes under the private system that we currently have, you know, as far as if, uh-huh. you know, your competition with your sports or clothes or TVs or music or all that stuff is cuz I do think that you have to have of the competition, I think that that does. Um, I, th- I think the competition of ideas is really good for the the evolution of man. You know what I mean? There has to be some sort of oh, absolutely. You know, so we don't want to get rid of that. You know, and that's why I think free speech is so important. And that's kind of is one of the interesting that that for whatever reason that has been like a right wing, herald like flag like oh free speech is kind of but like it, it goes both ways and typically like leftists free speech is the stuff that silence first, you know, very often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's, I, I 100% agree with everything you're saying. Like anything that's, that's ours that we're all sharing that we're all using, I agree, should be, should be, you know, nationalized socialized or nationalized, or yeah. Socialized, whatever, depending on what, what level or whatever you want to talk about. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that all makes sense. And then it just kind of comes down to like, what do we consider part of the commons? You know, like, do you think the internet should fall under that? Is the internet a public utility? Yeah, I think so. I think so too. Like, yeah, like that. But we're not there yet. But like, that would be another right. example where it's like, okay, well, this is something we're already, we're all using this. We but, all kind of need it. Like, we all saw for us in Texas when the most of the state lost power. Like, a lot of people couldn't do a lot of different things, uh, work wise, work related, communication related, whatever. And that's because we it's privatized. It's privatized. Yeah, exactly. And they needed profits, so they're gonna not. They're gonna do everything they can to make the profits high, which means they're not going to keep all that stuff going and doing what they're supposed to be doing. It costs money to do that. Where the government yep. is just going to spend the money on it because they don't need it to... Yeah, no, it's... it's, it's um, yeah, it's just yeah. It's crazy. With it. It's crazy that we let it... that we even let it get this way, and it's, that it's crazier that we let it stay this way. Yeah. And we probably will. I I, I, I yeah. think that I think that our, the governor that we have now is the governor that we're going to have, and I think Beto has a yeah. shot, but I don't think it's a big shot, you know. And it's just like I don't yeah. know why we keep doing this to ourselves. Yeah, we just. I mean, that's really the thing. Like, I think the issues are becoming more and more stark. I think people are becoming more and more aware of what the problems are, but because of our two party system, there are just no good. At least not not no, but not very many good Democratic candidates. There's not. There's, there's, not. there's not. I mean, and it's like okay, you know, this is when we go back to the third party, whatever. Do we need to do another one, or do we need to get better ones? I think we just need to get better ones. There's already a whole infrastructure established. There's already a whole network that's established. Like it's just a matter of I think, especially here in our state and in Tarrant County, like people coming out of the woodwork, people actually taking a stand and going, you know what, 
I, no one is representing these things that I believe, so I'm going to go out there and do it. Um, that's what I think what we really need to see, because there's a lot of people here in Fort Worth that feel that way. I was mm-hmm. looking at, do you, do you do Reddit? A little bit. A little bit. The Fort Worth subreddit is pretty interesting to me. Um, it is pretty diverse in regards to like the population. This is going to be pretty representative of Fort Worth. Okay, but Someone sure. posted uh, a picture of a billboard. I haven't seen the actual billboard, but I guess it's near somewhere near downtown. Of a, It's like Beto. And it, it's like, I guess they're calling him a groomer. Stop grooming our children or something is like what it says. It's like okay, a picture course, of Beto's yeah. face. And, and so I was like, oh, what are the comments on this? You know, it was just a bunch of crazy stuff. And uh, and it was like 95% people defending Beto and saying they were going to vote for Beto. And like 5% trying to defend the other perspective or, or, or questioning things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which like, I don't know, it's pretty 50-50 in that subreddit whether it's going to be Republican, you know, conservative responses or, or, or lefty responses. So I was actually kind of surprised, like, wow. Like most of the people are kind of like, yeah. And I know that's not represented in polling. Like they, he's still behind. Um, it seems like he's like starting to trend a little further behind than he was up five, six points behind Abbott. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, 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 I think if I was going to have to put money on it, I'd agree with you that like, it's probably going to be Abbott again. Um, but I'm, I'm hopeful. The thing I keep telling myself is like, we just have all these new voters, these young voters, these people who weren't registered last time around that are coming in. They're always the unknown because they're never polled. Um, and so it's, I'm just, you know, maybe that that number's big enough. Maybe. I, I hope so. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. No, my, my daughter just turned eight, 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 18. I'm getting her to register to vote so she can vote in this next, you know, the e- election. Yeah. So that'll be somebody new that ha- that, that, that didn't. Um, and I... I don't know. I, I keep my fingers crossed, you know, because I, I do think yeah. that it's possible. Uh, I, th- I really think that the the Democrats are losing the Hispanic vote, and I think they're doing it because they're treating the Hispanic vote the way they treat the black vote, and that's just as a group, as one group with one yeah. idea. You know, oh, they're only worried about this one thing, or they only think this one thing. So we have them. We're fine, you know, but it's like – Man, they're regular folks, you know, yeah. and they get freaked out by crime. They get freaked out by taxes. They get freaked out by the economy yeah. and all that kind of stuff, just like, just like the rest of us. And they can be, you know, um, scared and whatever. They can be hyped up or angered or scared with all those things, too. They're not this just voting block of, oh, they're brown. They're going to vote Democrat. It doesn't work that way. You Absolutely. Know? And so I think the Absolutely. Democrats are – so that's what makes it worried. I think if they would treat everybody – like regular people, like, like, like yeah. people instead of voting blocks, you know? Yeah. And this, like, and this, I guess this is a different, this is taking it back to, to the Marxism or whatever, but if you look at it through a class dynamic rather than a racial dynamic, that, that it makes a lot more sense. Uh, and that's what the, 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 the Democratic Party is supposed to be, typically, historically, right, even though not really anymore, the party of the working class. Right. Like, it was, it was supposed to be the working man's party, the working woman's party, like, you know, for equality, diversity, and values and stuff. But it really has not become that. And it really has become like this kind of slightly snooty elitist uh-huh. sort oh, of sure. thing. And looking down on the people of color and looking down on working class people. And like, that's, you're not going to win elections doing that. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, you're just, you're just not. So I, I 100% agree if you just kind of looked at the, the economic side of it and say, okay, what do these people, regardless of what color they are, like, what do they need to improve their lives? Uh, and then provide, you know, or fight for those things and provide those things. That's that's the, you got to have to follow through too. Like everyone has their rhetoric, and they they say some people say the right things, but then 
never actually do it when they get there either. You always have that too. So yep. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's super interesting. I do understand. Um, they said that once you become a homeowner, you tend to become more conservative. And I was like, yeah, I've also heard when you get older, you become more conservative or whatever, yeah. you know, and I've, I'm, I'm 50 now and I may be more conservative in some ways, but I'm not voting that way. Um, yeah. Uh, but I do understand now cause it's like, yeah, you know, now that I, I do worry about my house, my property t- 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 taxes, yep. especially, you know, I'm over, I'm not in Fairmont, but I'm in um, South Hempel Heights, which is right next door to Fairmont. Yeah, and so, um, it's really nice over there. yeah, it's great over here, you know. But our our stuff on on this side is kind of low, but it's going up. And over the years, it'll go up. And I'm worried that one year I'm gonna get priced out of my house where I can't pay the taxes on it because that's always been weird to, 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 to me. I'm like, if I paid, if I bought the house for this money, for this amount of money, then my taxes should be the same every year. Even if my house yeah. increases in value, my taxes shouldn't increase in value unless I sell it or whatever. I, I, I get how it does work, but I, I never understood why it was that way. I think it would encourage people to stay. Let's say that I buy my house, you know, for like one hundred thousand, and my and my taxes are only two thousand dollars a year. And if it's that way forever until I sell it, then guess what? I'm never going to sell it, and that'll keep people in yeah. the area, um, in the yep. you know, in, in in the community instead of oh. Now my house is worth four hundred thousand, and it's like six thousand dollars a year, and I can't afford six thousand dollars, so I have to sell it, and they move, you know. And you get, I don't know, anyways. Yeah. But um, but so I do, no, I totally... so I do get suckered in by you know, this guy wants to raise property taxes, da, da, da. or the same thing with with crime, you know, because I have kids, and so I'm yep. always paying attention to what's going on, you know, around me, and I'm we're, we always play that game: is it gunshots or fireworks, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Or somebody yeah. says, you know, every time that the taxes get a little bit high, I just go out in the backyard and just shoot off a couple of rounds to keep the neighbors <laughs> honest <Yeah>. or whatever, <laughs> just to keep the prices low. And I was like, that, that's funny. But, um, you know, but it is it is true once you get yeah. a, a house and, and you do have kids, you do start to think about more about local crime and you do think about of course. your property taxes and they use that against you, you know. Absolutely. To try to get you, if and you're going to vote, to vote for against your own best interest. Yep. And it's, you know, it, it, I guess it, the, the, the perspective, you know, shifts and it's like the individual versus the collective. And like that's our society is very much 100%, you know, geared towards individualism. Totally. And so if your, if your taxes are going to go up, then you got to do something about that. That's your problem. Mm-hmm. But like the, what's lost in that is like, how are we all doing and what do we all need? And like, is this gonna is this gonna affect everybody in a positive or negative way? And like that's you know you patriotism can be a useful thing when we're all having to make sacrifices, you know. And like you have times in American history during World War II, right? Even a little bit after nine eleven, where it was like, look, we're doing we're doing X, Y, or Z for the greater good of the country. We're gonna give away our Fourth Amendment rights for the greater good of the country or whatever, for uh-huh. freedom to privacy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, you can frame it in a way where it's like, look, your tax is going to go up, but then we're all going to get these all great things from it. Um, but it's just, that's not really the perspective that we're, we're constantly no. being considered or, mm-hmm. or being, you know, uh, incentivized to consider, right? We're just thinking about ourselves most of the time. Oh, you can even um, tell them, say, hey, listen, man, look, this is what's going to happen is your taxes are going to go up. Okay, if you vote, if you vote for, for me, I'm going to raise your t- taxes. For sure, guaranteed, it's going to go up. However, you're not going to have to pay for health insurance ever again. Yep. And the cost that you pay for health insurance isn't going to be as much as it's going to cost you to pay the extra t- 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 taxes. Yep. So you're actually 
going to be making more money at the end of the year, even though I raised our t- taxes. And you know what everybody hears? Yep. He's going to raise my taxes, can't vote for him. He's raising my taxes, I can't vote for him. I'm like, the dude's giving you a fucking raise. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like you're getting a raise and getting free health care, and you won't vote for him because he said he's going to raise your taxes. Because he was honest with you and said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to raise your taxes. It's going to cost you more to be here but it's, yep. you're not going to pay for your you're not going to pay your health insurance anymore and so instead of paying you know $200 a month for health insurance plus all the yep. prices that you pay to go and do it just you know you're going to pay $200 a month period that's it and in, in, in the store you go anywhere you want you get anything done and it costs you nothing extra you know and it would be and people won't I, I don't know I don't yep. know, man, but that's and why I love yep, no. that's why I love you is because you're one of the few people in town that I know that it's like I can relate to as far as like I think a lot of I think we think a lot alike, you know, we're when it comes to our politics and stuff. There's not a lot of us and I'm I Yeah, no, you're right. There's not. I mean, it makes me happy to hear you say that, man. I really do appreciate it. Yeah. Um no, I really like your show. So if people don't know, you have a a podcast called Fort Worth Freedom Review. Um Correct. And you haven't done it yet, but I'm expecting soon you'll be having an episode come out where you go over a lot of the candidates that'll be up for election in November. Yep, I actually just recorded it this morning. Okay, I haven't finished editing, editing it yet. Okay, it should Excellent. be up tomorrow morning, the 26th of September. I'm going to try and have it up by tomorrow. Great, yeah, because it's a great resource for early voting. Yeah, I mean, I know that last year um, you guys went through. Every district and every candidate and what they were for. It was great. I'm like, man, this is so. It was awesome, man. Because nobody else. I don't. I don't know how many other cities have a podcast where they do that. You know. I mean, y'all went through every single vote. I mean, every person. You know. And then I always know that you come at it from a certain angle, but you don't ever push it. You know what I mean? You're like, this is what they like. This is what they say. You know. I I think this, but whatever. This is what they think. This what they say. You never really. You know, it it didn't it, it doesn't feel like a left wing show trying to get people to vote for left wing. Okay, well, good. That makes me happy. At least I don't think so. Yeah, good. Yeah, because I think I want, it's important for people to think for themselves, right? Um, but also at the same time, like since you know, you you maybe you feel this way too. If you have a platform, you know, use it. You know, so it's like I don't want to be up here and not tell you what I think about it. But at the same time, like use your own opinions. Everybody's got different perspectives. Everybody's got to get reviews. So yeah, here's the information. That is to me the hardest thing. There's just not any info out there. Like you, if you can find, you know, you got to pay for the Star Telegram <laughs> to get some, uh, <laughs> or or dig around on the internet and like good luck if you actually find it or not. So uh, I, it, it makes me happy to hear you say that that you find it useful. And oh, everything. it's great! So thank you so much for, for for sharing it. Oh yeah, no, and I've taken some of your Instagram posts, like where you'll you've made posts where you like this is who I like. You know, if, if you guys are the same mindset as me, these are the people that I like, and you'll check them off, and I'll be like, "That's well, I'll save that f- f- photo, and I'll send it over to a, a couple other friends. This is this is okay. who we like, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Like these are the good ones." <laughs> and so, you know, I I find it useful, and I I really do. Like I said, I I enjoy y'all's show. Um, the last, even the, the last one where it was you talking about just going to the socialist con- con- convention, I found super interesting. Um, yeah, you know, because it's because it is neat. Because it's the it's the uh, I think it's the curse and the blessing of the people on the left. It's such a big it's such a big tent, 
and there are so many people yeah. in it, and we really do believe that everybody should have their say and everybody should have a right to be. And so whenever you have these meetings, you have all these different people who all have their say and who all want to be. And somehow you manage mm -hmm. to get along, but we get fractured, and we can't ever yep. have one big movement because we're always – you know, where the right is just like, it seems like they're all just fucking the same, man. They know how to stand up and get in line and just do it. You know what I mean? They yeah. don't fracture off from it. They're like, nope. You know, there's a place. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, yeah. I guess the ones, they, they do, but the ones who do get ostracized and you never hear about it. Right. Okay. You know? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, they know how to wrangle them back in and say, nope. You know, even now. Yeah. If you go out against, you know, Trump or any of, the, any of that kind of stuff, dude, you're toast. And it doesn't make any yep. sense because most people don't think that. I just don't believe it. Most people don't believe believe that. But the few that, that do, you know, they're just yep. they're messing it up for everybody. But yeah, it's it's just weird. I I see that it seems like that the that the right can just get get behind the the all the lingo and talking points and I mean immediately they just line up and just they take marching orders and go where you know it's, it seems like the left's like I don't know, maybe we should do it this way or maybe not be so hard this way or I don't know it's crazy but uh, yeah it, it really is I feel like there's a whole rabbit hole of like human psychology or yeah. psychology you could go into like why that's the case or whatever but yeah it is weird it's a well, really weird phenomenon I think it's more natural to be to kind of go with the authoritarian thing. I think that's what we're used yeah. to. That's what most of human history has been like. And to say man can rule himself is mm -hmm. it's kind of a, a ballsy thing to say because you look around and you go, yeah, that guy right there can't really rule himself. I can tell you that. <laughs> you know, you see some people there like that dude needs help. He can't rule himself. But we know yeah. that's. But we know that we can rule ourselves as a. You know what I mean? Is and, and and help each other for those who need help. We help, and it's it's very basic. And I think that we have this. It's just money is as long as money is there to influence, we, we can never get past it. It's just profits over yep. people will always yep. be the thing. And I'm gonna let you go with this though. But yeah, but back to the city thing. I think that's the way that it is here. It's still even in our city. Um, we have a city that's profits over people. It's it's money over first. And that's what I was saying earlier, where they believe that if you take care of the business, if you take care of the money, people will, will come here for jobs. Yeah. You know, but like I said, I think we believe that if you take care of the people, jobs will want to come here. Exactly. You know, it's just a different way of, of, of looking at it. Um, and so more sound logic and it's more people oriented. And I think that's, you know, that's, that's important. I a hundred percent agree. Do you have any um, opinions on Maddie Parker? as far as how she's been doing so far? Oh, I, a little bit, Amber my, Amber, my wife, actually, like, the more she watches her, the more she reads about her, the more she likes her. Um, I think the age is, is part of it, the millennial mayor thing. I was mm -hmm. making fun of her when she, when she started running, like, on that, like, making it, like, hey, I'm this. I thought that was hilarious and silly. Um, but I get, I do get it because at, you know, as a millennial, it's like, okay, we actually don't have a lot of representation in government. Right. So like, even though she's on the right, you know, and technically all oh, the, technically the mayor and the, the city council don't have a party, blah, blah, whatever. Right. Right. Um, she's a conservative, mm -hmm. but she's like not a Trump conservative. And nope. from what I understand, like she's said some things in support of women and said some things that probably some conservatives would think that's a lefty idea. And like she's gone on the podium and said for this, you know, advocated for those things. Uh, so that's so she's got my attention. I'm like, all right, that's cool. That's way better than what Bessie was doing. Yeah, I, in my opinion. Uh -huh. 
Uh, and so, you know, that's, that's good. Do I wish we had like a real progressive? Of course I do. But oh, like, yeah. is that even possible in Tarrant County? I don't know. Not, <laughs> you know, not, 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 not today. Yet. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. What do you think? I, you know, that's, that's, I was like, I kind of like her. It's like, I don't have any reason not to like her. Um, she hasn't come out with any policy things or anything that's made me turn my nose up or whatever. And so I've only just heard her on different shows and, and kind of do some public stuff. And it's like, ah, I kind of like her. It's like, I don't want to like her, but I yeah. kind of like her. And she does come off yeah. as, as a nonpartisan. I'm, you know, I'm sure that I know that yeah. she is more to the right, but she, it, at least she doesn't use the language. She comes off as a nonpartisan. And I do appreciate that because the governor should yeah. be that way, you know? And so, yes, Absolutely. so far I liked Betsy for a while. I mean, I liked her until I didn't, um, she really got with yeah. me when it came to the cops and stuff. Um, there were some things where I think she's just flat wrong when it came to the some of the policing and stuff around yeah. town to where we kind of split ways. But so far, I, you know, I don't have any issues with Maddie. And I figured, I thought maybe you guys were maybe in tune a little bit more. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that, you know, Amber kind of likes her and you're kind of, you know, digging her so far. Cause I'm like, okay, cool. Because I kind of like her. <laughs> So far, yeah. So we'll see. It certainly yeah. could be worse, and we've had worse, and so yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll take a take a win when we get it. So far, I think you know. Like I, I said, I, now, I I think that she's always going to cater towards business over yeah people first. But I knew that whenever you know she's Betsy's understudy, so that's that's how it's going to be. Um, but she still may be a little bit more sympathetic than other people have been, and so maybe that'd be good, you know. And we can kind yeah, of move move that way. So, but yeah, man, send me a link to the um, yeah. to, to the breakdown, and I'll put it in the in the show notes because just if anybody want, wants to hear it, you know. And like I said, honestly, I've wanted to have you on forever. Oh, also, because you're not only do a podcast, you do another podcast where you interview people. Was it about a pod or? As an artist, as an I artist. would love to have you on it. If you're since you're bringing it up, I'd love to have, have you on there sometime. If you okay, want to yeah, talk we, about it. yeah, we can do that. Yeah, yeah, okay, it'd be fun. Um, yeah, as 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 an artist is another podcast you do, and then you've also um, temporal distortions is your band. And I'm gonna play. Yeah. I'm gonna play a song off of that, and it's kind of like oh, raging. Awesome. It's kind of like raging against the machine as far as lyrically. Not so much. I mean, kind of musically, they would fit. I mean, if you like rage, you would like this. But it's not. You're not copying them. But the. Um, yeah. But but it has that kind of. What's the guitar player's name? Tom Morello. Tom Morello. It has his kind of writing style where it's like fighter or uh, workers' rights kind of <laughs> stuff. You know, rise up. Yeah. That kind of. It's cool. It's very cool. That makes me so. Thank you yeah. so much. That makes me so happy to hear you. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Now I saw you guys once at um, at Lola's, and it was oh, awesome. Right Lola's, after the yeah, right. right after the pandemic. Oh, Lola's, the old Lola's. Right after yeah. the pandemic was, was was over. You're one of the first bands I got to see play, and uh, it was cool. Wow, that and so awesome. yeah, so yeah, I want I want everybody to, to know that you do have a band, a couple podcasts. Um, but yeah, just for the purposes of this one, Fort Worth Freedom Review is where you can get all your local political needs. Anything you want to know, you know, you you guys seem to cover it, and I think that's cool, man. It's it's got to be a lot of work. I think you guys enjoy it though. It is a lot of work, but we do enjoy it. I feel like it's important, and it's kind of one of those things where it's like I try to make the time for it. Sometimes I'm not great at managing it on top of everything else, um, but you know, it, it's just because it's like. Okay, I, I really do think this is important. I'm, I'm you know, I want to, I want to keep doing. It. I really, I really don't want to drop the ball on it or anything. So, thank you so much, Jeff, for for 
this conversation. It was oh, lovely yeah. talking to you. Oh, and, man, and then for too. all the, the, the support, man. I really do appreciate it. Oh, man, man. It's, it's my pleasure for sure. So, all right. And I'll have this up probably in the next day or two. Okay. Fantastic. I'll, I'll show you that text here in just a moment. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Anthony. Awesome, man. Well, have a great have a great day and a great week. All right. I will. And, I, and I'll, I'll keep, keep in touch. Okay. And you do the same. Talk to you later. Will do. All right. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Funky is what Funky do. Fort Worth's favorite podcast, the Funky Town Podcast. Boss makes a dollar, I make a dime. That's why I shit on company time. Boss says work longer, I can't find time. I must create to kiss the divine.
Oh, man. I'm Poor by the band Blot Out. All right. And before that, it was Division of Labor by Temporal Distortion. That's Anthony Sosa's band. Hope you enjoyed the interview. Right now, we're going to do a Funky Town flashback. Last song. Throwing it back to the Hendersons. This song is called Skid Row. It's one of my favorites by them. And it fits the theme. Peace. Love you guys. See you next week. Oh,